Johnson. And this game is underway with a bang. This is where the lacrosse area gathers to talk Wisconsin sports. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Join in by phone or text at 796-2558. Now, here's Grant Bills. That was the same game yesterday. That was the same game we've been seeing all season long from the Green Bay Packers. They fall 17-24 to at the hands of the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field yesterday. Their playoff hopes come crashing down what was left of them at least. Yes, we did talk about the playoff hopes a little bit last week, just for fun, right? Just to keep things uh, lively and, and hopefully positive. Well, there's really no more room for that. The Packers fall to 5-8-1. and one. They still haven't won on the road in almost a calendar year. Not this season yet, but dating back to last season, still haven't won on the road. And they don't really look like they're close to winning on the road anytime soon. And look, this is the Wisco Sports Show, by the way. I'm your host, Grant Bills. Thanks for tuning in. I wanted to hop on here and be mad. I wanted to hop on here and rant about something. But but how could I, right? And how could you, as a Packer fan, how could you be expected to rant? Because it's the same problems. It's the same tendencies. It's the same habits and patterns that we've been seeing, especially on the road, right? From the Green Bay Packers all season long. So I don't really know why, how I could be mad. I mean, obviously I'm frustrated and I want better for the Green Bay Packers and, and I wish we were talking about a win and, and obviously the Packers going to the playoffs. But that's not the situation we're in, so I, I don't think it's entirely effective and productive to get angry and to scream and yell and bang the counter and because we've seen it. We shouldn't be surprised, but this is what the Green Bay Packers are. They're a 5-8-1 and team. They can't win on the road with an incredibly inconsistent offense and a team that continually makes the same mistakes week after week after week and finds different ways to lose ball games week after week after week, especially on the road. 608-796-2558, the five-star telecom talk and text line is always open, always open when the Wisco Sports Show is on. Share a thought, uh, a text, or a call either way. We can talk about the Packers and what the hell they do from here. I mean, I'm not over yesterday's loss. I still think there's some takeaways that, that make a lot of sense. When I left you on Friday... I actually thought the keys to the game that we talked about were really good and really productive. I thought they needed to play through the slot with Randall Cobb, which they it looked like they were trying to do a little bit. That We saw a couple slants that were thrown. One of them was dropped, unfortunately, by Randall Cobb. I thought they had the right idea. I did not think they played fast enough at all. I didn't think they played with enough tempo. I don't even know until the end of the game if they went no huddle. And even down by two scores at the end of the game, they didn't look like they were moving all that fast, which was a little frustrating. They gave up some sacks. Yeah, I didn't think the pressure was unbearable on Aaron Rodgers. I don't think he was under siege all game. I'm pretty sure that's what you can come to expect, even with a, a really good offensive line, with which the Packers aren't really there. right? They have more of a mediocre offensive line with a couple pieces that you really like. You really like your left tackle, and you really like your center. But other than that, it's been kind of patchwork, especially with injuries. And I think yesterday was just about the best result you could have had in terms of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. He didn't make the throws. He missed a lot of throws yesterday. He missed a lot of reads. I thought he made some bad decisions, and I thought he held on the ball way too long. He was 25 of 42, which in terms of completion percentage is just abysmal. No touchdowns, one interception, which, oh God, I hate I have to say this, wasn't an interception in the most classic sense, right? It was kind of a bad throw that Jimmy Graham wasn't able to bring in. Jimmy Graham should have caught it, yeah, but Aaron Rodgers should have made a better throw. I, I hate that I have to, like, Put a precursor, put a put an asterisk next to that interception and say, but well, well, his day was bad enough. I don't think we need to go give him credit about an interception he should or should not have thrown. Aaron Jones left early with an injury to his knee. They think he tore his or sprained his MCL, excuse me. Randall Cobb left with an injury. And then the defensive side. Oh my God. Everybody's hurt on this team. No Kenny Clark, no Mike Daniels, no Muhammad Wilkerson. 
Their best defensive tackle yesterday was Dean Lauer, who I actually thought played really, really well. I thought it was an admirable performance by the defense. The problem is this team, for whatever reason, not only cannot play complimentary football, it looks like they're actually trying not to play complimentary football. It looks like it's intentional. Because the defense, by far and away, as outgunned and outmanned as they were, gave the Packers every opportunity to win that game yesterday. It was tied. going. It was tied in the fourth quarter. Once again, just like it was in Los Angeles, New England, Minneapolis, against the Vikings. I mean, they've been right there in every game. And Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to compliment his defense and play complimentary football. What I mean by the term complimentary football, and if you're not familiar, you've never heard that before. Basically, all it is is, yeah, your defense might not get a stop on every possession, but when they do, you got to help them out. You got to take advantage. You got to get a score. Right? Your offense might not be great. Maybe you lean more on your defense. And complimentary football, especially, is so important when one of your units is weaker than the other. So, in the Bears and the Packers, and look, not every unit in the NFL is perfect, right? There, I don't think there's a single team that has the perfect offense and the perfect defense. So, the better of the two units, which should be the, the offense for the Packers, needs to pick up the other unit. Yesterday, I thought Mike Pettin and, and his group actually did a really, really good job. thought they played really well. They missed some tackles at awful times. Don't get me wrong including Eddie Pleasant just whiffing on a sack of Mitch Trubisky. And there's, there's a list of missed tackles and things that they did wrong, but for the personnel that they had, given injuries and given their situation, on the road, I thought they played tremendous football yesterday. And there was a point where it was 14-14, and the defense sniffed out a fake punt, stopped it, and the offense didn't do anything. They actually recovered a fumble, I believe it was. I, I, think, I think what I'm thinking about is the fumble, not the fake punt. The fumble in the fourth quarter... Packers recover, and now the Packers offense has the ball tied at 14. And then it was just nothing but a slew of bad throws, ugly reads, holding the ball too long by Aaron Rodgers. It was disgusting. It was a bad display of football. And the offense, for whatever reason, still cannot complement the defense when they give them an opportunity. And let's be honest, all we've been asking for as Packer fans for the last five or six years is just a top 15 defense. Just give it just a defense that every once in a while is going to get a stop, maybe a turnover here and there, and just gives the offense a chance. You tell me one game this year, other than the Washington game on the road, where the defense has not given Aaron Rodgers and his unit a chance. I don't think I don't think you can pick one. They've been right there in every game. Defense has done just enough. And I don't think this is a defense that you can ask an unfair amount from, especially the fact that they were without Kenny Clark yesterday, who would have been the best player on the field. They were without Mike Daniels, Muhammad Wilkers. That entire defensive line that began the year as such a promising unit is gone. The secondary's banged up. Kevin King obviously gone. Haha Clinton Dix has moved on. So they're, they're playing guys like Josh Jackson, who looked horrible yesterday. Jair Alexander, who was, who was fine. He was up and down. He, he, you know, they made some catches and contested coverage against Jair Alexander. But the defense played well. As disadvantaged and as run down of a unit as that is, Mike Pettin's got him playing. And Matt Nagy actually said as much in his postgame press conference. This offense cannot play complimentary football. They just can't do it. I don't know why. They cannot pick up the defense. They cannot get a timely score. And they seem to just go cold and go bitter at the absolute worst time, especially in yesterday's game. I'm not mad. I, it's, I'm getting sick of it. I don't know about you, Packer fans. I'm just getting sick of watching the same game and the same result each and every week. The only difference is, how can the Packers find a way to lose this game that is seemingly right there for the taking? 608-796-2558. You can join on the five-star telecom talking text line today in case uh, I don't think I mentioned it yet. It's going to be a short show. It's going to be a half show. We're going to sign off at 530, give way to the Bucks pregame. But for those of you who want to continue the Packers conversation, because it is worthwhile having as they were eliminated for the playoffs yesterday, missing the playoffs for two consecutive seasons, I believe, since before I was born, back in the Lindy Infante era, right in the late 80s, early 90s. 
It's a big day, and there's a lot to be talked about. So for those of you who want to continue that conversation, we will do so on Facebook Live. If you haven't liked our WKTY Facebook page, go and do so. And then you can join in right around 5.30. I'll hop on and, and see uh, if there's any conversation to be had, hear your thoughts, and uh, and have a conversation about this Packers team because I hate to do a half show on a day like today. But the Bucks, I mean, the Bucks are the better team over the Packers right now. we got to throw the pregame on and, and get to that action. Tip-off is at 6 o'clock. They are uh, in Detroit tonight, so make sure you're uh, you're ready for that game as well. But I will be joining at 5.30. We will be joining in on Facebook Live, so hop on and, and continue some conversation and share your thoughts there as well. As bad as the offense was yesterday and as disadvantaged as the defense was, although I thought they played well, and of course the special teams have turned into a drinking game. Every special team's penalties, you take a shot, and uh, I don't know if I've made it through a game yet with, without tipping over. We, we think we know what these units are and what the problem is. What I still can't figure out is number 12, Aaron Rodgers. And he has been, I think, just the constant issue and the constant wild card throughout this entire season. And that's what I want to talk about yesterday. In his postgame press conference, he had an answer or two. And I'm not just going to play you filler press conference answers. These are really interesting. And some of the things that he had to say, it's like, okay, wait a minute. As a Packers fan, I'm getting sick of hearing some of these things. And we'll share that coming up next. Final segment. We're, we're signing off at 530 today to give away to the Bucks. So final segment of the Wisco Sports Show coming up next. Talking Aaron Rodgers and what the hell is going on. I think that's the only way you can put it. That's up next here on WKTY. Wisco Sports Show here on WKTY. I am your host, Grant Bills. Thanks for tuning in. If you are a fan of the Green Bay Packers, today is, uh, well, probably feels weird. First time in Aaron Rodgers' tenure since his rookie year. I guess not his technical rookie year, but his first year as a starter that they have not made the playoffs when he has played all the games. Now, I know he had the injury against the Bears. I'm not I'm not buying into that. They've had too many opportunities to win a lot of games to say that it's come down to injury. Now, if the rest of the NFC was just tremendous and the Packers were hanging in around 10 and 6, and maybe, maybe then I'd start talking about Aaron Rodgers' injury, but... Even so, there's so many games that have been left on the table, and that's why when I started the show today, I said, I'm not even that mad. How how can I be mad? This is the same game. This is the same team and the same mistakes and habits and tendencies that we've seen all year long. So I'm just, I'm I'm more tired out. I'm just exhausted of watching this Packers team, and I bet you are as well. 608-796-2558. You can join in on the five-star telecom talk and text line. Dan says, Grant, I don't want to say it, but I think the Bears are the best team in the NFC. In the NFC! Well, Dan, I don't think that's completely out of the question. I don't think that can be categorized as a hot take. The Rams, ever since they played the the Chiefs on Monday Night Football a couple of weeks ago, just look tired. They look a little bit different. And then there are the Bears. Now, we're going to get a a look at the Saints tonight, Dan, and and I would pressure you not to forget about the Saints um, because we haven't seen them yet, and, and maybe they remind us tonight on why they still are, assumedly, the best team in the NFC. But the Bears go to the Superdome, that's one thing. But if the Saints for whatever reason, and I know this is tough seating-wise, somehow end up in Soldier Field, I wouldn't pick against the Bears, not with that defense at all. Especially because the Rams and the Packers in the last two weeks have seemingly still tried to throw the ball down the field. And if the Packers and the Rams have both made that mistake, who says the Saints won't not do the obvious and and still try to run long developing routes and hold the ball and see how that goes. See how that goes, Saints, if there's a matchup later because it has not worked well for the Packers. It didn't work well for the Rams. I still don't really understand the logic. But that's what teams have been doing. I don't think it's a hot take to say the Bears are the best team in the NFC. Nevertheless, the Packers were right there, tied in the fourth quarter with the ball, and had every opportunity to grab hold of that game yesterday and didn't. And in my opinion, 
I, I hear when I listen to other stations around the state or when I do reading that that it's sacrilege to criticize Aaron Rodgers. And then, no, you can't criticize Aaron. We've been doing it for weeks here on this show. And I'd like to think the listeners of this show and listeners of WKTY are just really smart and they see things the way that they are. And that is Aaron Rodgers has not even playing, by his standards, is playing bad, but by a lot of other quarterback standards as well. Compare him to the rest of the NFL, he's been bad. And, and there's that crowd that will always say, well, I'd still rather have 50% Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of quarterbacks I'd rather have right now than Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm not saying going forward that would be the case, but right now, if I have to pick a quarterback to win a game for me this weekend, I'm not picking Aaron Rodgers. Hell no, why would I? And yesterday, he talked after the game, and he's having some issues right now, completion percentage-wise, I think, I think reading the field right now, and and a lot of it comes down to the same cliches we hear with his ride receivers, and, and this is him answering a question regarding just that. It seems like you've missed more throws than, than in the past. Does it feel that way to you? And if so, what do you what do you think might be the, the factors there? Just not being on the same page with the guys we're throwing to. You don't think like you just missed throws? Oh, no, there's missed throws for sure. Yeah, but, but um, you know, some of the ones that you probably think are missed throws maybe – it's not on the same page. That is my least favorite cliche in the entire world of cliches and similes and metaphors and figures of speech. I hate hearing that so much. It's not on the same page. You know, we need to get on the same page. What does that? What does that mean? Are they not running the correct routes? Because that's not that's not about not being on the same page. That's about the receiver not doing his job. So if the receiver is running a bad route, that's one thing. But if it's about well. You know, I thought he was going to curve slightly in and steady curve slightly out. How is that any way to coordinate and run an offense? About chemistry and trust and timing and being in the right place at the right time. If the call is an out route seven yards down the field, then he should be running an out route seven yards down the field. It shouldn't be, well, I thought he was going to continue his route or I thought he was going to come back. No, he's probably going to run the route that is part of the play. And I know because number 12, Aaron Rodgers, loves to audible and change things up at the line of scrimmage. Maybe that's getting lost in translation. I don't know. But if so, that's his own damn fault. And he should say, I'm not on the same page with my wide receivers because I have so much going on in this big, beautiful brain of mine that I try to change plays and change things up and edit things at the line of scrimmage. And in doing so, don't even know where my wide receivers are supposed to be because there's so many layers to everything going on in offense. That's such, God, I hate that. You know, say what you want about the Patriots and their boring consistency. But that whole offense and that whole team is just based on execution. Run the play that's called, everyone be in the right spot, and we're just going to out-execute and be more consistent down in and down out over every other team. There haven't been many games this year, and I'll use the Patriots as an example, fair or not. There's been many games this year where the Patriots have looked no better than a team for three quarters. But by the end of the fourth quarter, they start to pull away because they don't make little mistakes. Those little overthrows and those those bad tosses by Aaron Rodgers and the receivers just not on the same page. The Patriots don't have that because it's about execution. It's about doing the simple things right and not changing a million things at the line of scrimmage. And not based on timing and chemistry and little wink wink and a nod nod and you know where you're supposed to be. And what was so frustrating is he literally, Aaron Rodgers literally goes on to talk in language just like that in terms of, well, it's, you know, he could break right or he could break left, you know, and I just picked the wrong side. Here's what he had to say about that. This just makes me more frustrated. Um, I started, you know, probably the wrong side ultimately on the uh, the second down play. Cobby ran a nice route on the left side. Um, you know, it's kind of the guessing game sometimes when you have uh, concepts, you can kind of pick a side. I was picking Devontae, the one-on-one matchup. Fuller kind of backed off. If I pick Randall's side, you know, he's open on a slant for a big one. 
Um, and then third down, you know, I just missed uh, Marquez by a couple yards. Well, isn't that wonderful? It was one of those. Oh, it was one of those. Pl- it was one of those pick asides plays. <laughs> Matt, and I don't want to be that guy that compares. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that. I was going to compare it to sports to a real life job, but sports is not a real life job, so I'm not going to make that comparison. What I'm saying is, well, it's one of those right or left things. Well, Cobb could have broken right, could have broken left, and I don't think that's what he was saying. But I think the answer is is really telling about the way that they run offense. Is it's a lot of the quarterback and the wide receiver having so much time and so much trust and so much playability together that they don't need to call a play because they can read the field and, and take the plays and convert the plays as they come. And that's not the case. Because now Aaron Rodgers is without Jordy Nelson and without Randall Cobb, who's now injured, and without Geronimo Allison, who's one guy that has actually shown a little bit of connection with Rodgers, and he's playing with some rookies, and Jay Kumaro and Devontae Adams, and Jimmy Graham, who, for as much as we've said, will play mostly split out wide, he hasn't really played split out wide that much. I just want to say that as a side note. Your entire receiving core has been here for a year, other than Devontae Adams, because they're all rookies, or their first years brought in as free agents. And you want to base your offense on timing and chemistry? Just execute the damn play. That should be where you start. If you want to break this offense down and strip it down to basics. Toma Dan says it's about Rodgers covering up that there is something wrong with his shoulder or knee. I, Dan, I'm not, I'm not buying it. Yeah, he's, he's nicked up. Everybody's nicked up. Now, he does have a groin injury, and, and maybe that affected him a little bit yesterday on some of those deep throws. Look, a 60-yard throw to Marquez Valdez-Scantling as wide open as he was isn't like... It's not a dink and dunk pass. It's no sure thing. I understand 60 yards in the air is, is something else. But play after play after play, thinking a receiver is supposed to be somewhere that they're not and, and, and trying to throw them open when you should just be throwing them based on their route because they already are open. And Marcus Valdez-Scantling, or excuse me, Equinemia St. Brown in the end zone, he just threw the ball into the dirt. St. Brown was open. He ran a good route. And you know what? You know what was crazy? I almost didn't believe this when I was watching the press conference, and this is the last sound that I have of Rodgers. What's craziest is, this was the answer he gave when talking about a missed throw to Randall Cobb. Listen to this. Uh, the wind just took that one. Yeah, the wind just took that one up in the air. Have you ever heard an NFL player say that? Have you ever heard a golf? Like, that's something I would say. When I crank a, a, a drive on a par three, and it goes not on the green or on the fairway, but into the neighbor's yard who lives next to the golf course, I'm... On a perfectly still day, I'm going to say, oh, the wind just took it. The wind just took that one. I can't believe I just heard an, an NFL player say that in a press conference. Oh, the wind just took that one. Yeah, the wind yeah, just the took wind it. Just took that one yeah, up in the air. Just grabbed a hold and didn't let go. I get, damn it, I've, I didn't realize that, Aaron. My bad. So as the week rolls on here on WKTY, we're short on time because we do have to give way to the Bucks at 530 for those of you who want to continue the conversation. You can jump over on Facebook Live. I'll be there on our WKTY page for just a little bit. One thing I will say, and I, I just don't get it, we need to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I know I, I hate the offensive scheme, and and personnel-wise, they got to figure a lot of things out, whether it's in, in safeties or in linebackers, on the offensive line or wide receivers. There's a lot of conversations to be had, but we have to start talking about number 12 because they just gave him a big extension, and we got to figure out, is this the, a decline for Aaron Rodgers? Was this a bad year? What was it? And that's where the conversation is going to continue all week long here on WKTY. David Scrady tomorrow morning. I'm going to jump on Facebook Live right at 5.30, right after this uh, halfway show wraps up to give way to the Bucks, and, and there's more conversation to be had because 25 of, what was it yesterday? 25 of 42, my God. That's getting closer to 50% than it is to 80%. 
and that's just not that's not just going to cut the mustard. It's just not, especially when you're paying him that much money. The contract is a contract. The, the contract isn't handcuffing them to not be able to do things. They will have money in this offseason, especially if they don't re-sign Randall Cobb or Clay Matthews, and I guess those would be free agents in and of themselves. They'll have money to go get a couple guys. But if Aaron Rodgers plays like that, it doesn't matter who they put around him. It just doesn't matter because he's been awful. And I'm not afraid to say it, and I know the listeners aren't as well because I've been hearing that for weeks. So, uh, so I think all of us deserve a pat on the back because apparently we're the only people in the state of Wisconsin who can conceive and who can admit that Aaron Rodgers had played some really poor football really really poor football thanks for tuning in for uh for half of the wisco sports show today we're going to give away to the bucks coming up here in just about 30 seconds same time same place the rest of the week we're going to keep the packers talk rolling talk to you then